Welcome to season two of Motivate Me, a show where we interview people who have incorporated a passion into their lives in order to inspire you, my fellow motivators, to do the same. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for checking in. We are, where are we, Miss Diane Myers? We are in High Point, North Carolina. We are in High Point, North Carolina, and we are with the Myers family, which are Chelsea's uncle and her aunt and her cousin Cole lives nearby. So we got to spend time hanging out and talking to them. Tell everybody what it looks like here where we're sitting. It's a hot and muggy day. I live on a couple of acres that's very wooded. There are lots of birds. We have some river otters. We have beavers. Uh, we have a herd of deer that bed down behind our property. Lots of little creatures every day. It's wonderful. Now, we are sitting on a screened-in porch, and what I love is that sitting out here are some, I, I would have to assume, Diane, some of your favorite sayings here because it says i love you to the moon and back who did you get that from from cole so from your son and then the other one i love this i have loved the stars too fondly to be fearful of the night sarah williams what do you think of that where did that come from well when we purchased this property and it had not sold for about nine months and we were told by the realtor that a lot of folks were afraid to live in a rural area with all the wooded property and in fact I had people at work that would say when my husband was working at night aren't you afraid and I thought of what of, of the creatures of you know of the woods um, for me it's it's a solace it's a it's a great haven to be out here with all the noises including the night noises and the stars I love it you know what, though? I have to say, since I met you just yesterday, hearing some of your fabulous, fun, crazy stories from your youth and and hearing you talk about that now and knowing your battle right now, what you're struggling through, I, I just think that courage is, is part of your person in general. I would never have said that courage was part of my persona. Um, but this has been a journey. It's as if someone told me that I was about to embark on a, on a long trip and you have no idea what to pack and, and what you need to arm yourself with. Um, and it's a solitary journey. So, yes, at this point in the journey, I would say courage would be something that I could, I could speak about. Would you want to share any of your journey with my audience, what you're going through right now? Um, I have a very rare sarcoma. Actually, at the at the moment, I'm in remission. It's a soft tissue uh, sarcoma in my right leg, um, and it was a stage four sarcoma. And it's it's been a long journey. Um, I had a huge tumor. It was 12 pounds bigger than a football, um, and it was a it was a big surprise when it happened, and I didn't process it for a long time. 
and it, and it's taken a while to work through it. You you, I've recognized that I've never really had to, as much as I've had trials and tribulations throughout my life. Um, this is the time that I've recognized how being alone um, brings about the courage and the, and the and the faith and the strength to push on. Nobody can give that to you. Nobody can do that for you. And so it is a, it's been a very remarkable journey. And when you say being alone, because I know your husband is here and so supportive and so is your son, do you mean, and this is for my audience who, you know, they're going through so many different things, whether it's a battle with cancer like you're going through or other battles that make them feel like they're not going to be able to push through or that they need to be courageous. When you say being alone, even though you're not physically alone, do you mean that it's a battle that you have to push through on your own? Yes, you have to. No one, no one can do it for you. It's, it's like Kubler-Ross's stages of dying. I mean, you go through different phases of um, disbelief and then the acceptance and, and the fear, the dark nights of the soul, um, whether or not you'll make it through the surgeries and, and how you'll respond to the chemos and... Um, How do you feel you're doing so far? Oh, I'm I'm great. I'm wonderful. Um, yeah, it's under, it's the understanding that in the microcosm of everything that you that you really are alone. You can't read. You know, friends and family are wonderful, but when it comes down to it, it's all of who you are that that really makes the difference. And I've found I've tapped into resources that I think have been dormant for years. I've forgotten that I was brave. I've forgotten that I was capable of great bravery um, and great kindnesses to myself. I have learned to be gentle with myself. Um, I have learned to empower myself. I've learned to be very happy on a daily basis. I give thanks that I am here. I give Thanks that I am still unable to walk because I have a challenge ahead of me that I know um, I can overcome. Um, I believe that these things, these challenges that I face are here for a very, very important reason. I think it's something that I needed to be reminded of, my, um, my weaknesses. Um, the fact that I can, I can fall um, and still triumph. I can pick myself up literally from the floor when I have fallen and, and, and find a way to get right back up and, and, and start moving again. I think through the experience, um, as I said last night, I've cried I think three times two times when I had physically fallen and really hurt myself, and one time before my first surgery late at night out here on the porch, trying to make peace with um, the idea that if I didn't come out of the surgery um, or if the, the cancer was determined to be terminal, um, 
you know, I felt that I had to quickly come to, to terms with the fact that this was a real possibility and how was I going to cope with that. Um, and I talked to myself an awful lot about fear and not allowing fear um, to enter my body or my heart, a real pushing off of the negative energy and making the decision that it would not be allowed to be part of who I was. And I can't had to grapple with that very, very quickly in order to, to, to get myself where I needed to be to stabilize myself. And it was the best of empowerments. That would be the biggest thing I would say to someone going through this is to simply not allow negative energy to enter your body. And when you do, to physically talk out loud and say, absolutely not, this will not be allowed. I will not allow this to happen. Now, I know that your husband's been a, a big help and supporter to you. Is there anything you would want to say to him to let him know how you feel about that? The things that I feel are almost beyond words. He, he has done so much, and there was a four or five months where I truly don't have any recollection of things that had happened because some of them were very serious. Um, and, and, and the pain was very, very serious. I would say above all else that I found that I had a true friend. I mean, a, a, a really, a, a remarkable person. I've always known that he was remarkable, but I found out on many different levels that he would stand with me and for me and fight my battles when I could not and that whatever um, reservations I had about things that have happened in our marriage and times that I felt that perhaps he and or I have fallen short of the mark he showed me that at the end of the day that he loved me best of all. That he showed me that love endures. What about to Colton? Well, he's my only child and I'm very proud of him. I think he's been very afraid of what he has seen and what he knows that I've been through. It's, he's not a person to talk deliberately about things that have happened with me. In fact, there are times I think he'd rather not know. I think he's more comfortable not knowing some of the difficult um, details. But he's gentle. Um, and always there. He's very dear. So you and I had some really great conversations about positive energy, right? What do you do and what can you suggest for my audience about things that they can do in order to keep positivity in their lives? I get up in the morning and come out here on the porch surrounded by all of this and speak aloud 
and tell myself that this is going to be an amazing day. And an amazing day for me, being confined to a wheelchair oftentimes just means the, the sounds and the sights and really things that I've taken for granted for all of my life. It's the wonder of being able to get up and have another day. Um, I give thanks. I give thanks where I would never have done before. I'm grateful for the small things and I'm blessed um, because I can get up in the morning and I can enjoy the small, even the small things are great things. Uh, it's the wonder of the experience. It's certainly the poignancy of the journey itself, the evolvement that happens um, emotionally and spiritually of, of the human psyche, having the chance, the do-over almost, the chance to get up and, and give the thanks for all the times that you would never have thought to do so. It's a remarkable thing. It's a wonderful thing to have that. Now, you actually have a favorite book that you gifted me yesterday. Do you want to share that with everybody? Because I know it was so meaningful to you. Well, it's titled The Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. And this is a psychoanalyst who had been doing um, age regression with individuals. And their stories start, started to include recollections of previous lives. And it's one of the most important things that I have ever read. It was as if someone turned all the lights on when I, when I read this book. And it's certainly been a great influence on how I've conducted the journey. I've done it with almost a blueprint of what I believe to be um, the way things really happen, the way things transpire. Without the book, I think that I would not be in such a positive state of mind. It's, it's, it's been a, uh, it had a big impact on how I look at things and how I look at my life with the understanding of um, being able to project the courage and the um, positive energy that, that truly needs to be a part of the recovery from, from through and from cancer. Well, I have to tell you, last night we filled your kitchen with a lot of great conversation and there was a lot of laughs going on and a ton of positive energy. And I just want to thank you guys so much for allowing us to come into your home during such a challenging time for you just to just to absorb everything you are. It, it's been amazing and I will never forget being here with you guys. Thank you. We've loved having you. That's it, everybody. Please have a great day. Remember, you motivate us. I'm Lynette Renda. Visit our website, MotivateMePodcast.com, for links to all of our social media, for our Motivate Me YouTube channel, where we're posting video of our trip, and for an application to be on the show. There is also Motivate Me merchandise on our site, as well as the ability to contribute a tank of gas or more 
to our road trip if you so desire. There are 191 episodes in season one, and season two is going to consist of the journey my crew and I experience as we travel around each of the 50 states interviewing people about passion. When we return, those episodes will air and that will be season three. So let us take you on this journey and let us motivate you to take action in your own life. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. This enables us to reach out to more of you. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.